Welcome to this episode of the Future Champions Live Pod. My name is Stuart Taylor, and in this episode, I catch up with Brisbane Raw head coach Warren Moon at the Peninsula Power versus Brisbane Raw Youth for a top of the table clash in the Queensland NPL competition. Warren was at the game and we caught up at halftime. In the first half, the scores were level at one all. Peninsula Power scored late in the second half to win the game 2-1. But here it is, live at the game, my interview with head coach, Brisbane Raw, Warren Moon. Warren Moon, thank you for speaking to me tonight on an incredible Redcliffe night. So we've got Penn Power playing Brisbane Raw. What did you think of the game so far? Well, look, firstly, it's uh, it's a credit to the, the talent that we've got coming through that with four or five games to go that it's uh, Brisbane Roar and Peninsula Power for a title decider here. Um, and we're in the mix. Um, with an average age of 17, 18-year-olds out there, it's uh, it's great to be here and it's a good night so far and it's been a pretty good game so far. So we spoke about two years ago on the podcast about uh, development, youth development in Queensland. What's your view in relation to Queensland talent, particularly coming into the and with the announcement of the 2032 Olympic Games? We're going to have football here in Brisbane. Uh, what's your view on development in Queensland and how important it is? I think tonight's a good example of that. We, we're giving opportunity. And not only are we giving opportunity to players, but they're taking it as well and they're performing. Um, and I think that's key. One, we'll give the opportunity. Two, they've got to be able to take it. Um, and uh, I guess what we're doing at the Raw Academy is we're trying to develop and create as many players as we can to come through to to firstly, not just play at this level, but compete at this level and push for spots into our A-League side, um, which is obviously great for right now, but that's what we're going to continue to do because the next part for what we want to do is not just develop players for the A-League side, but we also want to develop players for our national teams. And that could be the 17s, that could be the 20s, it could be the Olympic side and into the Socceroos. Because if we look at the current performance, I guess, or the representation of Queensland players in in football in the national side, it's not enough, is it? No, not good enough. We, uh, I think, the last Olympics we had one Queenslander that uh, was Kai Rolls uh, for the Olympics, and he doesn't even play in Queensland. So, uh, for us, you know, we want to do more. We want to have more representation, and I guess it starts with the players in our academy. And it's not the ones that are playing here right here tonight, but it's the ones coming through and the ones coming uh, into the academy probably now in the, in its infancy in, in, in the 12, 13 age group. And when we spoke last time, I think in the in the youth development in the national squads, people getting invited down to, to train in the national squads, very few players from the Brisbane Raw Academy were in. I think the first year you were involved as the academy director, uh, there was about six players that made that that grade and it sort of indicated your aspiration then that you wanted to see more of that. Is that what you're wanting to see and are you encouraged by that? Yeah, absolutely. We want to see more. We want to see more representation. We want to know, we want to test ourselves and see and validate what we're doing here, translate into uh, selection in the national team program. And uh, we support the national team program. We want to send players there and we'll continue to do so if they're picked. Uh, but I guess they've got to be picked though. So to do that, we need to make sure we're developing them. Because you've also got development all through, you know, from under sixes all the way to under twelves, and then you've got the academy from thirteen to twenty-three. It's all important. Everything's important that we do, you know, from the moment they come into our program. Um, you know, we we pride ourselves on providing an environment for these kids, but we also pride them ourselves on creating an environment where they've got to be accountable. You know, accountable to what they're doing and hard work, and and if they're doing that. 
uh, we believe they'll find their way as well. We don't want to uh, create an environment where we're giving them the answers. We want to try and find those solutions and we want to try and find... Oh, that's all right. Just watching this bit of play. <laughs> so what's happening here? Can you? Yeah, we're defending our line at the moment and it's a bit of a close shave. Yeah, we, we just want to create that environment where they're very much accountable for what they do and, and they can find their own solutions. We don't want to give them all the answers and I think that's that's key. And I think even with this game tonight, we spoke about it at halftime, they're, they're getting into good areas, but we don't want to tell them what to do. They've got to find the solutions themselves and be accountable for what they're trying to do. So I do digress and I understand you're under time pressures, but while I've got you, I'm going to use you. Um, Coaches that, uh, I guess we call them um, remote control coaches that give a lot of direction from the sideline in youth football, what's your view on that? Oh, I'm completely opposed to it. I mean, especially in the younger age groups, you know, we've got to let the kids play because uh, the game changes in every moment of the game. The picture is always different. And if you think you can prescribe it and tell them exactly what to do, uh, you're just wasting a lot of time and energy. You know, what you need to encourage them is, you know, good habits, um, good technique. Uh, yes, there is going to be strategy and tactics as they get older, but you actually just want to encourage decision making from the player. You know that that that's where I think we we, we get, especially in the younger age group we get it a little bit wrong. We try and coach too much when when really we just need to let them play. And you've coached Penn Power as well as Brisbane Raw. How does it feel being here tonight? And firstly, what do you see in uh, I guess Penn Power? since you've left that has encouraged you or any observations that you want to make? They're just, look, it's a great club. I, you know, I always have happy memories. I love coming back here. It's a family club. Uh, and I mean that. It's a family club from the people, the volunteers, the way the club is now set up, you know, from the juniors all the way up. They're, they're, they're one club. Uh, and, and there's a reason why they've been successful. And, and you can see it tonight at the top of the NPL and they've got good teams through their juniors and, uh, you know, big healthy numbers in their club as well. And it's, uh, it's always nice to come back here. And the... Young, the youth roar. What, what's your thoughts on them tonight and this season? They've done an incredible job. They have, but I want them to see them really uh, do what they've done all year, be brave, take the second half to them and, and leave nothing in the tank and, and don't die wondering. They've, they've got an opportunity here to go and win this game. And, um, you know, they've started the second half well on the front foot and I want them to continue to try and do that. And uh, if they do that and we win, we can make things interesting in the final few weeks of the season. Absolutely. You mentioned the word brave. Uh, and I, I guess that's something that you've talked about before and, and, and conquering fear. Do you see it impacting a lot of players, particularly in front of goal, that, that fear and, 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 and not mastering their bravery or, or overcoming those, those fears of failure? Yeah, we see it all the time. I, you know, the ones that always stand out are the ones that are fearless. I think Alex Parsons is the most recent example of that. You know, he came in last year fearless. Every time he played, he was brave. He was positive. He wanted to play forward. He wanted to shoot. He wanted to dribble. He wanted to pass. But it was forward with, with attacking intent. And, uh, you know, I think it's pleasing to see when someone from our own academy uh, like Alex comes in and does that because it shows that you don't have to have the, the best ability. You know, you just have to have the right intent. And when given an opportunity, you just have to be there to take it. Just as the ball flashes across the face of the Brisbane Raw goals, you know, how are you feeling at the moment? Uh, yeah, good, good. You know, look, look, this is going to happen. We're a young side. You know, I just had a conversation upstairs with someone from Power and said, how have you done it with no experience in your squad? And it's a valid point. You know, people think to win a comp like this, you must have experience. And, you know, we've got an oldest player out there of 19, I think, and the rest are between 16, 17 and 18. And again, we're second going into the last couple of games of the season. So uh, they're going to have moments where they're going to be open, they're going to be exposed, they're going to make mistakes, but that's great. That's that's part of the, the journey. And uh, right now, like I said, we're 1-1, 50-odd minutes into a game and we're right in, the, right in the mix. It's fantastic to see. 
you you did talk about Alex Parsons, and if I can talk about him and how he 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 has that bravery, which is exciting, and he, he his fear his fear of failure is very low. Coming into his second season, where now people expect him to perform, before there was no expectations, and we just watch this as unfold. That's a penalty. What do you what do you? <laughs> Warren's got his hands up in the air. We've just seen a a, a proper contact in the box. Players falling over. Was it a penalty, Warren? Uh, in my opinion, yes, but yeah. uh, I'm not a ref, so yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, so Alex Parsons, second year coming into it, how that's his ha- challenge now. Yeah, yeah that's his challenge, and and we're seeing it in training. You know, like uh, you know, it, it's good though because you know he's very left foot dominant, so people can see that, and in training, so now that surprise factor of him doing what he did last year, you know, he has to he has to now improve his game again. He has to raise it a level. And, it's one thing uh, getting there, and that that was great for Alex, which I just spoke about. It was fantastic, but now it's another thing staying there, and that's his challenge, and that's the exciting part now to see how he develops. Is that we want to see him improve and be better, and stay in the program, and stay in professional football for as long as he can, because he certainly has the ability to. So your team's been training. You've had a few uh, few games. You've had an FA Cup game. You've is it, sorry FFA Cup, isn't it? Yeah, the FFA Cup. <laughs> You've had well. I'm not sure now. I don't know if it's got a sponsor or not, but it's um, the FFA Cup. Yep. Um, how do you feel you're going? You've got some new players. I think about eight new players. Is that right or am I? Yeah, it's about right. Yep. Yeah. Look, we're going well. We uh, The squad has come in in dribs and drabs. We, you know, the bulk of our squad was there. We were waiting on a few more to arrive and uh, we've had people on different plans in terms of where they're at physically. So we're just starting to really see the core group training well together and uh, it's encouraging early signs. You know, we've, we're a young squad again, uh, but one thing I've made sure we are, we're mobile. We're very mobile and very quick, and that's uh, that was a hallmark of what we did last year, and we want to continue with that this year. You do have a young young side, and you have two young goalkeepers. What was your thoughts behind getting two young goalkeepers, both very good? Well, uh, look, you know, we obviously um, had a pretty experienced goalkeeper for a few years, and... Um, you know, he decided he wanted a new challenge and we allowed that to happen because we felt uh, the pathway for someone like Macklin um, was maybe being blocked. It's um, not to say that Jamie wasn't a fantastic keeper and that, um, you know, Macklin's not going to come in to make mistakes because he probably will, but we see the ability in him. And uh, But we've also brought in competition for him in Jordan Holmes and it's like any other position in the park. You want healthy competition. So we have two good, hungry young goalkeepers that want to... Uh, Prove their worth in the professional football and won an opportunity. So uh, it didn't work out too badly for Adelaide United with two young keepers and, and Melbourne City as well. So well, we completely backed the two young ones and we expect them to do well. There's a book that you love and I know you love it. It's called Legacy and it says better people make better All Blacks and it refers to the All Blacks. And um, I guess that's got to be true in relation to Macklin. He is an outstanding human being, isn't he? Yeah, 100%. And and do you know what? That's that's not just Macklin. That's everyone we want in the squad. You know, uh, we, we, we look at character. We, we want good people in our program. Football ability is one thing, but we believe in the character of our players as well. And if we have good characters, it can take us a long way. You finished fourth last season, but the biggest Im- improvement has been club culture. Uh, what have you done to change that? Because that, in my view, is the, the hidden gem that is now Brisbane Raw. Well, I think uh, my statement before and, and the way I act is, uh, you know, I, I try and be a good person before I'm a good coach, you know, and uh, I expect that from my players. So I expect us to be be the better person in everything we do on and off the field. Um, 
and then you couple in hard work and 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 obviously our key statements which are hard work accountability and togetherness uh, along with being a good person and i think you can start to see you're going to get a good mix of a change room and an environment we're creating now you also spoke to me two years ago about a coach you admired from hibs <laughs> yeah tony mowbray um have you do you feel as though you're living up to the standards that you wanted to achieve when you were at Hibs and you thought that's the sort of coach I want to be? Oh, look, I I like to be my own person, but I certainly take the best bits from the coaches and certainly the way I sort of learned in the short space of time I was there under him, I, I learned how to be a good person. I, I could see how he interacted with everyone in that club and uh, um, that's certainly a role model of mine in terms of when I got the job how I would like to conduct myself. And he certainly was one that um, had a good impression on me for sure. I'll, I understand you want to get back to this game and you want to concentrate <laughs> and I'm, ir- I'm, I'm stealing all your time. Quickly, if we can talk about the start of the season, you've got two away games. The two Melbourne teams in the first two weeks away, how do you, how do you prepare for something like that? You've obviously got to stay down for effectively two weeks, I guess, or, or 10 days. Yeah, we prepared to win. It's as simple as that. We, you know, we go into every game to try and to win. We know there's no easy games in the A League, so really, I, the, the draw doesn't affect me. We, we, we have two. We know that they're going to be tough assignments, um, but we welcome the challenge and we can't wait to get started. And your first home game is Adelaide at home. Adelaide at home. Yeah, that's pretty exciting. Yeah, I think so. I think you know we'd like to uh, maybe put a bit of a, a, a better performance in than the last time we played them in the semi final. We. That one still hurts a little bit, so uh, I'm sure we'll be ready to go for that one in front of our home crowd. Absolutely. I mean, it was an incredible second half from Brisbane Roar in that Adelaide game. Uh, I, I can't recall feeling that same emotional, raw emotion from a crowd for a very long time. It was magical, wasn't it? It was. It was It was just a shame that we couldn't do what we wanted, which was to claw back to two all and take the game deep into extra time. But uh, we move on and we learn from that and hopefully we can go a bit better than this year. Just the takeout from, uh, and a big thank you for taking your time out tonight. I know you've got a very busy schedule. Um, just going back to youth development and I guess uh, with mindset of 2032, the Olympic Games, uh, what what would you like to see happen in the next, t- it's 10 years really, it's it, uh, 10 and a half years before players start playing um, for Australia in Brisbane. What do you want to see? I want to see us implement and put in place what I did when I had the general manager's role at the very beginning, which was to become the leader in youth development football in this country to produce the most players in our national team programs. And I want to see a massive Queensland representative of uh, our players uh, or even Queensland players going to the Olympics in Brisbane in 2032. That's what I want to see. It's something worth fighting for. Warren Moon, thank you for joining me again. I think you've created a culture that will last and create a legacy for Brisbane Raw. So congratulations on your effort. Thanks, Stuart. Cheers, mate. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Future Champions podcast. You can subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Deezer and Pocket Cast. Visit us on Facebook and Instagram by searching Future Champions Podcast. If you like the positive messages in this podcast, please share it with your friends and family. If you have a story that you would like to share, then visit www.ententsport.com. That's www.ententesport.com or send us a message on Facebook or Instagram. My name is Stuart Taylor. 
Now go and change the world. Someone has to. Why not you?